Welcome to the family with Tevin Pittman and Andy Brampernard. Now, Alex is not going to be in today because she's got uh, a school thing that she has to do. Was that Nana? Oh, it was Daisy. Okay. Uh, because Nana's not here yet either, and I don't know where she is, but I know that Alex is not coming in today. But Ethan is here. Yes, he is. Ethan, you want to come over and say hello? Hi. He looks pretty happy. Are you happy? Oh, there he, there he goes. Okay, say hello. Say hi. Say hi. Can't say hi. <laughs> you don't know what that is? A lot of padding. Mm-hmm. No doubt about it. All right, got to go back to Mama. All right, come on. Go back to Mama. Mama. <laughs> well, he locked his legs around my leg. That was hilarious. Okay, I'm sorry. Absolutely not. Oh, now you got to play with the computer, do you? No, let's not do that. Come on. Yeah, let's probably not play with the computer. Right. Oh, he's got yeah. the microphone. Let's go. Bop Bop is right here. I'll be right here, I promise. I love you very much. I'll be out in a minute. He's very upset. Just like most people, you know, he's very upset that he can't be around Bob Bob. Yeah, all so that day. looks like most people when they have to leave you. They start crying. It's it's very sad. I understand. I understand why it'd be very upsetting. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yep. Yeah. I don't know where Nan is. I don't know where she is. But we have a guest coming up in about what four minutes. So we wanted to make sure we got yep. on on time. I think it would be a very very good idea. Correct. I think so. All right. So what else is going on in the world? Anything good? I got. Uh, our Minnesota Twins won last night. Royce Lewis, is he going to be all right? I think so. It's I'm hoping. Just a tweak. That doesn't even sound like it's a tweaked hamstring. So I oh, think it's not? That, I mean, it sounds like it was tightness, and so usually that's just a, hey, we're going to take you out before yeah. anything yeah. more happens. So yeah, should that should be all right. Make, yeah, that does make a lot of sense. You're absolutely right. So I don't, I don't know. It's just the Twins are coming up. Um, Passel said the magic number's down to three. I thought it was a little higher than that. Well, it was six, but I'm not sure how the math works. If, like, we win and then Cleveland loses, it's not like it just goes down to it'll five, go five to, go to four. Like four. Yeah, so it'll, like, yeah. skip numbers depending on if they win. And Here's we Nana. Lose or not. Nana got here with Jude now. There's two dogs and a little kid. and Yeah, he's, you're going to have to close the door because he's very upset. He's very upset he can't be in here. He wants to see Judy. Well, he can come in and he just can't be on the microphone. I don't care about him talking. That's okay. He can come in. He, he just can't. As long as he doesn't talk into a microphone. As long as he doesn't grab the microphones, that'd be work out just. Oh, look at you! Oh, he needs Wait, more she, lighting. She, she turned the light off, so I looked extra dark. So I was like, you know what? <laughs> Let's extra dark. Well, that's. I'm glad to hear that. So Catherine just got here. I did. I did. She's getting ready to go. I don't know what now. What do you got? I love that very relaxed beginning to this show. Yeah, it's, it's very chaotic. We got a lot going on. A lot of here. chaos, but we have a guest in two minutes, Catherine. So you got here just in time. Okay. Good so that's know. good. Um, my screen is not up in here, Andy. How do I bring it up? I can do it. We don't have to. Daisy, yeah, Daisy's in here with you. <laughs> doo doo. What do you mean doo doo? Oh, God, he's got a bottle. Okay. There we go. He's got that. No, I don't. No, 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 no. no. Got to go to Mama. Wow. When you have a two-year-old in a room filled with weird stuff. Now he's got the mouse, and then he's got my glasses. He's going to take everything. (laughs) (laughs) Yes, that is Judy. He was super nice. Judy. Oh, they're such a good boy. Oh, that's the squeeze. He hates the squeeze. you got to hop on on the I can't. I don't know how to do it. Backstage, same as always. I got a hotline issue. It says pin. Oh, I've told you the pin, but I'll go do it. I don't remember it. All right. Okay. All right. We got. Oh, you know what? Melissa, why don't you bring him over here for one second? Just torturing. People are asking me to show him. They haven't seen him. Come here for one second. Come here. Everyone, they want to see you on camera. Look at you. You You see, that's you right there. You see yourself. No, I knew you'd want to grab the microphone. You can't grab the microphone. You could just Daddy. sit here. Daddy. Daddy. There's Daddy. <laughs> so there you are, the latest addition to the family. Whoa, that was close. 
You know, you got to get down. You knock the mic over. Did you almost drop your grandson? No. He almost knocked the mic over. What are you mad about? Dad. You can't go with you, honey. I can't go with you, honey. I have to do a show. I I can't, honey. (laughs) I love you very much, but I can't go with you. Oh, sweetheart. Bop, bop. (laughs) Bye-bye. We'll see you in a little bit. Bye-bye. Yes, I know Judy's here. Thank you for telling me. I tell you, I don't understand. I'll never understand how some people don't like little kids. How can you not like little kids for God's sake? I'm backstage, but I'm not on there. They're very sweet is all I know. Andy, let me know when our guest is ready to go. I'll call her now. Oh, okay. That sounds good to me. So why did you start early? What's going on? We always start at 25 after. She's not coming in today. Oh. There's a school function she has to attend. Oh, it's picture day. Oh, it's picture day. That's exactly picture what it's day. Uh, you're got up a, on screen now. By she's the way. got to comb hair and uh, got to do all the good tears, stuff. I'm yep. guessing. I suppose that's probably right. But how's everything going? Everything else good? Uh, since I talked to you I, last night, yeah, everything's pretty well, much the same. You, you, no major you slept Not well. Not a lot of stuff happened. Did you sleep well and everything? I slept fine. Yeah, I did. Well, see, because you hadn't been sleeping, so I'm glad to hear you are. So sleeping. tonight we're going to uh, JB's son's, I think. Uh, art, art show. His art show, yeah. Yeah. It's in I'll Richfield. Tell him. Yeah, I think it's in Richfield. I'll get the deets. Well, I wonder what kind of it? art he's into. I. What if it's all pornographic? Oh, great. <laughs> <laughs> I can see JB putting up with that. I what? don't see that. Wait a minute. Was that text you sent so important you missed your turn? So important you just ran a red light? Is that next text so important that you won't see the ball roll into the street and the child chasing it? Hi, I'm Mike Bryant from Bradshaw and Bryant. Please remember that having your eyes off the road for as little as four seconds equals 100 yards. That's the length of an entire football field. And when your eyes are off the road that long, anything can happen. If you need to text, please pull off the road. Texting and driving isn't worth it. It's against the law, and it may cause serious injury to you or others, or even death. That's more important than anything you'll text. Please don't text and drive. I hope you're never hurt in a collision, but if you are, please contact us. Find Bradshaw and Bryant, personal injury attorneys at minnesotapersonalinjury.com. Working harder, going farther, with Mike Bryant on your side, seeking justice for the injured. Bradshaw and Bryant. Tom here. For years, you've heard me talk about my friends at North American Banking Company. They have great online and mobile banking options, plus friendly employees who are always ready to help. And with their location in Maple Grove now open, it's even more convenient for me and my family. Go visit my friends at any one of their six Twin Cities locations or go online to nabanco.com to learn more. Why not bank with my banker? North American Banking Company, a better banking experience, member FDIC and equal housing lender. You all have helped build MyPillow into the incredible company it is today and have trusted in Mike Lindell to give you a great night's sleep. Mike's latest incredible deal is on the Giza Dream Sheets, which you've heard me rave about before, that's for sure. These sheets are made from the world's best cotton, Giza. They are ultra soft and breathable, yet extremely durable. Right now, the Giza Dream Sheets at its lowest price ever. These sheets are 60% off, coming in as low as $39.99 with promo code TOM. We have Judy on the phone. We do indeed, ladies and gentlemen. Judy Pearson, how are you doing, Judy? Hi, I'm great. How are you this morning? Magnificent. Our two-year-old, or not quite two-year-old, he's, uh, I guess, uh, one year and 11 months old. He was in today, and he was, he was grabbing the microphones and pointing to the screens, and it was, it was, it was very exciting. That's all awesome. I Awesome. I love it. I love it. I love it. He was pointing, there were two dogs here too, and he's pointing to Judy, and he's pointing to Daisy, and he just, he's having a hell of a time. He's having a great time, Judy. That's the way life should roll. It is indeed. The never-before-told story of the woman who moved mountains for medical research and human health. Judy, I'm one of those guys, I want to sit back, shut up, and hear this. This sounds like a fascinating story. Oh my gosh, you know, I always tell people that researching and writing a book is is like a, a relationship. I mean, you just move mm-hmm. in with these people. I kept a photo of her on my desk the whole time I was writing. Mary Lasker was, she was just a boss babe, just an incredible multifaceted woman who could not abide with the saying of the early part of the 20th century that cancer and heart disease were just uh, God's will. 
you just got sick and died. And oh, sure. That was just too bad. And um, she just would have nothing to do with that and spent her life trying to change things. The book by Judy Pearson is called Crusade to Heal America, The Remarkable Life of Mary Lasker. What, why did she have such a remarkable life? How did it all start? She was uh, born in Little Watertown, Wisconsin. I think it's like 1,200 people. Um, her father was a successful banker. Her mother was an Irish immigrant who'd arrived here at the age of 18. And was um, she loved flowers. She loved the outdoors. She was very civic-minded. She had a great business mind. And Mary inherited all of those qualities. And when Mary was about five, her mother took her to visit the family laundress who had had a mastectomy. And as they were, so we're talking now about Mary was born in 1899, so we're talking about 1904. And as they were walking to this woman's house, Sarah, Mary's mother, explained that she'd had this surgery. And Mary looked at her and said, you mean they cut off her breast? And her mother confirmed that that was exactly it. And when they got there, the vision in Mary's memory of this poor woman lying on this low cot surrounded by these pitiful little children never left her mind. Mm -hmm. And that was really what launched her, I think, into this. And fortunate for me and now um, readers of this biography, Mary gave a, an oral history to Columbia University over the course of three decades. It was transcribed, and so I spent, it, like, 1,200 pages worth, I spent hours reading all of her words. I could just, I knew what her voice sounded like from other recordings, and so it was like her telling me this story. I love this quote. Um, I am opposed to heart disease and cancer the way one is opposed to sin. Yep. <laughs> what a great yep. quote that is. I agree right? with that. Yeah. And again, it was just sort of this whole will of God kind of a thing. So to sort of um, set the stage, in addition to uh, doctors just kind of saying, well, there's nothing we can do, because up until really the late 1960s, there was very little to be done for cancer, just surgery. And um, they could surgically implant some radioactive pellets. Um, at the site, but there was, it wasn't understood. We didn't understood how it spread and making matters worse because all deadly diseases were contagious up until about literally the early 1980s, there was still a fear that cancer was contagious. That if you got um, near oh, somebody, God. right? If you got near somebody with cancer, you could catch it. Um, if you invited a cancer survivor or a, a family member to your home for a meal, likely would be before paper plates and plastic silverware, the dishes would just be thrown away. And after the advent of convenience um, tableware, um, they would throw that away too. Wow. So uh, cancer in a way, in some ways, is genetic, correct? I mean, it, it, cancer... It's a very small percentage right. of cancer diagnoses that actually are. Mm -hmm. it's, really? It's, it's, yep, very small. Hmm. I actually am a breast cancer survivor. I had okay. uh, triple negative breast cancer, which is rare and aggressive. And my aunt had died of breast cancer about uh, nine years before I was diagnosed. So I was, they had no children. I was their executor. So I wrote for my aunt's records and discovered she had the same rare cancer, which usually strikes young women, women of color, and women of Ashkenazi Jewish descent. So I knew we weren't the first two. We weren't young, and we weren't <laughs> women of color. Um, I don't know about the Jewish heritage. It's possible, I suppose. So anyhow, I said to my, my oncologist, should I be tested genetically? And she said, oh, my God, yes. And um, still with all that weirdness around our cancers, I have no genetic mutation, neither BRCA1 or 2 or any of the other, I don't know, I think there's like 50 now mutations that we know. But it's only a small small percentage, 15%. So why did they think it was infectious? 
because we didn't understand how it came to be. And the bottom line is you get cancer most often just by rotten luck. There's, you know, I'm, yeah. I'm healthy, I exercise, I watch my weight, uh, I wear sunscreen, I don't smoke, um, all the things that you're supposed to do, and I got it anyway. And I've met lots and lots of people for whom that was the story. So since we didn't understand genetics at the time, and we really didn't understand taking good care of ourselves in terms of diet and smoking, um, which, of course, also leads to heart disease, um, then the only explanation for cancer was that it must be some kind of a germ that you get. And in, in the case of heart disease, um, I subscribed to this wonderful uh, newspaper database with hundreds of thousands of, of English-language newspapers going back to the 1500s. It's, I think it was set up for genealogy, but it's great for a narrative nonfiction writer like me. And there were actually articles that talked about um, heart disease being caused by dinner conversations that were too lively. <laughs> that, oh, <laughs> I can see that, actually. <laughs> so while you're stuffing yourself with lots of fat um, and arguing with Uncle Harold at uh, Thanksgiving, <laughs> then you go into the other room and die of a heart attack. <laughs> That's wow. so amazing. So the jumps, the leaps that medicine has made in the past, what, 150 years? It's got to oh, be amazing. Even, even just 50. Even in the last, in yeah. the last decade, yeah. but certainly the last 50. Absolutely. So the problem that Mary saw, she was neither a doctor nor a politician, but the problem that she saw, and with her wonderful husband, Albert, was that there was no research being done. And that was just a head-scratcher. In the first half of the 20th century, there was such a lack of research in this country that doctors actually went to Europe to learn, um, A, about what they were researching, and then do their own research. And Mary and Albert learned uh, right after Pearl Harbor, when masses amounts of young men were um, enlisting, 40% of them were denied because of, in many cases, fairly simple heart and health issues that could have been rectified with just a little bit of research. And so first they went to, uh, they were New Yorkers, so they went to the Roosevelt Institute, which is now the Roosevelt University, and met with the director who was a friend and he said there is no research, and they asked why, and he said because there are no great ideas to research. So Mary told Albert when they got home, well, we better make some. So since, uh, may, find some ideas. So since they had money, they started the Albert and Mary Lasker Foundation, which is still very much in existence today, in 1940, and then in 1942, they began making uh, prizes for research. Albert called them research bargains. So people who could use $1,000 at that time, which was more akin to 100000 nearly today, who could use that kind of money to start looking things up. Today, the prizes are 250000 And in fact, the luncheon is next Friday, and I'll be in New York City to watch it unfold. So uh, major causes of cancer, genetics obviously plays a part, I'm sure. Um, people don't smoke or drink anywhere near as much as they used to, do they? Or maybe they still do drink as much, but they don't smoke as much. Right. And in fact, in some cases, um, probably not my beloved Jack Daniels, but, um, <laughs> <laughs> but okay. so I am not a doctor and I'm not advocating hard liquor, um, but... We, we have found that there are health benefits to uh, red wine. Mm -hmm. um, you can also get it by eating red grapes. It's the skin. But what fun is that? But, um, <laughs> exactly. <laughs> but when I wrote my last book, which was about the cancer survivorship movement, it was a group biography, um, a doctor that I interviewed said that cancer is a disease of the aging. So if you look at the ages at yeah. which people get cancer, it's certainly 60 plus. 
And since we are an aging society, I mean, that's the big goal. I'm shooting for 100. I don't know about you guys. But um, the the chances are far greater that we'll get cancer. Um, when I got cancer, I was middle-aged, so that was kind of a one-off thing maybe. But, but again, as we're marching toward um, that centennial mark, um, it, it's, it's, gene- it's not genetic, but it can be environmental. We know now about all kinds of environmental poisoning, but um, here's a factoid that will keep you awake tonight. <laughs> oh, great. During, during the research for this last book, um, I, one of the people that I wrote about had been exposed to uh, the radiation from the atomic bomb testing at the Nevada test site. So we had this big swath of land. It was during, it was post-World War II. In the 50s and 60s, several hundred atomic bombs were exploded above ground. If the winds, if the winds were blowing toward Las Vegas or California, they wouldn't test. But if they were blowing eastward toward what they called, the government called um, populations of little use, and that included <laughs> nice. That's our I, government. I could do not. That included um, ranchers, um, Native Americans. I'm here in Phoenix, so you know we have lots of reservations in the north. Um, Mormon farmers in Utah. So those were all the low use populations. And the woman, one of the women that I wrote about, actually lived in northern Arizona, which fell into this area. But the part that's going to keep you up at night is they started finding radiation or Geiger counters were jumping as far east as Rhode Island when they would, when they would um, shoot these things off, explode these things. Mm -hmm. So this radiation went up into the stratosphere and floated across the country, exposing all of us. And I looked at Michigan where I grew up, um, during, you know, when these things were exploded, and sure enough, it, it landed in Lake Michigan, where I lived. So that was a huge environmental issue that all of us faced. How long does that stay in the environment? Well, here's the thing. It goes up, then it comes down, it drops into the soil. So now it's not in the air anymore right. either, it's in the soil. And the cows and sheep and pigs, but mostly cows and sheep, eat the grass then they ingest it, then it becomes ingrained in their DNA, which they pass on. So by this time, I am hopeful (laughs) that we're testing for that, but it lasted much longer than anyone ever, ever guessed. Hmm. Now it's it's plastics. My darling mother, um, who died of a non-cancer lung disease um, at the age of 66, but she would always say she was sure that the um, the cause of cancer was because of plastic, and she wasn't far wrong, and because yeah. we were poking poking holes in the atmosphere with the spaceship. <laughs> well, she might have been right. We don't know that. Yeah, exactly, exactly. We don't know that yet. You know, what's interesting is listening to you, Judy, uh, Judy Person, our special guest. The book is called Crusade to Heal America, The Remarkable Life of Mary Lasker. But I, I was thinking the whole time you were talking, there are 22 of us that... Uh, boys that grew up in the neighborhood together most of us went to the same school i would guess you know 20 out of the 22 went to the same school saint anne's over there on the north side and um what's interesting while listening to you talk i looked back at at my past and the four of us that still remain are the ones who gave up smoking very early and drinking very early as well I, I gave it up at 21, smoking and drinking, and then I jumped back into it for a while after I turned 30, and then I have I have not smoked forever, but I don't drink alcohol anymore either, and the, the four of us that are still alive are not big drinkers, and they're not smokers. They just don't drink. So is yeah. that a big part of it, just a healthier life? It is. It is a healthy—I mean, everything in moderation. Yeah, you know, yep. that's, that's, yep the old saying and it is absolutely 100% correct so I think drinking I surely smoking um, I know a lot of people will say well yeah but vaping is okay and 
I don't know. It, it doesn't make sense taking things into your lungs. No. And um, so, okay. you know, it just, it, it, it's, just, it's healthy living, to be sure. But, but what we know now, we know truly because Mary Lasker got this ball rolling. And um, that was the part that I thought was so remarkable is she made an appearance in my last book in the first chapter, and I now realize that this book, Crusade to Heal America, is, is the, the prequel to my previous book. But I had never heard of her. And I think, I think it's fascinating that there are so many people in the world, unsung heroes, including a lot of the researchers and doctors that she met with um, that we've never heard of, but they've, they've saved lives. Yeah, I mean, that makes total sense to me. I just, boy, you, you got my head spinning today, Judy, because I'm looking back at all the different. Um, uh, is a big part of it genetic because I believe only one person in my family has ever had cancer and it didn't kill her. We just don't, we don't have a lot of cancer in my family. Is it, is it a genetic thing as well? Well, and it's funny. Um, I have one sibling, a brother, and... Um, my, I, I was very close to um, our cousin. He was like my big brother. My, my oh, biological sure. brother is yeah. younger. My big brother was, or my cousin was my big brother. He um, contracted melanoma, and um, then it came back, and melanoma is horrible. It was everywhere when it came back, and he mm -hmm. died. And my brother said, well, that's it. I'm going to die for sure now of cancer. And I, my brother's a, a bit of a hypochondriac. I don't know if he listens to your show or not. I'm sorry, Chip. I didn't mean to say that. <laughs> <laughs> that's nice. But, but anyway, um, he, uh, I said, well, why would you say that? And he said, well, because Tom died of cancer. And, you know, I knew I was safe when you had it because you're a woman, but he's a man. <laughs> And what? so okay. this was, yeah, thanks. But this was the <laughs> other part of this is the other part that's so confounding about cancer and what we didn't understand at, during Mary's time. It's not one disease. It's over a hundred disease, couple hundred diseases. Yeah. Every yeah. single cell in the human body can get cancer. But if you get melanoma, it has nothing to do with lung cancer, which, was, which has nothing to do with breast cancer. Mm -hmm. They're all very different. And the treatments are different. Um, even my sweet cousin, um, when I told him I had cancer and that after surgery I was going to have 18 rounds of pretty nasty chemotherapy, and I said, there goes the hair. And he was like, well, I had a friend who had lung cancer. He didn't lose his hair. And I said, but it's different drugs. It's entirely different drugs. Oh. And let me tell you, I just want to say, being bald was a hoot. <laughs> Getting all the wigs going. I know, you know, I bought this really expensive human hair wig, and I wore it three times. It was having like having a dead cat on my head. Oh, it was, oh, it was hot. It was itchy, and I nice just I wore man. a hat. It was summertime on Lake Michigan, and so I wore a hat to not get sunburned but the rest of the time i was just bald it was a blast i was in a fashion show it's really exciting standing in the front of an airplane getting ready to walk down the aisle to look for your seat people aren't sure if you're making a statement if you're a terrorist <laughs> if you're, you're a terrorist yes <laughs> or if you're sick and um it, i was laughing all the time so they figured i wasn't sick i was one of the first two <laughs> well we won't ask which one of the first two. That'll be good. <laughs> Probably be good. So the book is available everywhere, Judy? It is at your favorite brick and mortar or um, online. Her connection to politics and the political intrigue and in getting Nixon to sign the 1971 National Cancer Act. It's just amazing. It's an amazing story. It is wonderful. Crusade to Heal America. The Remarkable Life of Mary Lasker, Judy Pearson. You tell a great story. What I loved about this interview so much, Judy, is you're very enthusiastic about it. And you tell a great story, so keep going. Thank you so much. The uh, prologue is available along with those of the rest of my books on my website, judithlpearson.com. I promised my publicist I'd say that. You said Jud <laughs> Judith L. Pearson? Right. Because there's a Judith Pearson who writes about cats. That's not me. So you got to <laughs> <tell her. laughs> Okay. We can do that. Thank you, Judy. 
Thank you so much, guys. Have a lovely day. You too. Bye. Bye. You need to know a guy for your auto repairs, legal issues, banking, and more. The same goes for investment advice. You need a guy to help you be successful, someone you can trust who gets results. Well, I got a guy for you, Josh Arnold. Josh gives you straight talk, not sugar-coated advice about your financial situation. Josh has seen it all when it comes to economic and market conditions, and Josh can make sure that your retirement objectives match your investments. Do yourself a favor and call Josh now for a no-obligation, 48-minute evaluation. You've got nothing to lose, and you'll get a different point of view for your investments. Call Josh at 952-925-5608. That is 952-925-5608. You'll be glad that you did. And tell him his his guy, Tom, sent you. Investment services offered by Josh Arnold Investment Consultant, LLC, a security investment advisor. Past performance is no guarantee of future results. All investments involve risk. All comments and opinions are Josh Arnold's and do not constitute investment advice. Tom Bernard is a paid endorser. Well, look who's here. Did you miss me, big ticket? Like an open sore Mrs. Carmex, man. Seriously, Doug, where have you been? I'm running flagship Ford in Baldwin, Wisconsin. The fireworks capital just 15 minutes east of the St. Croix? That's the place. Anyway, I've come up with some marketing slogans. You know, to put us on the map, read these and let me know what you think. Okay. <clears throat> flagship Ford, drive a lot, save a little. Flagship Ford, you think you hate it now? Wait till you drive it. Flagship Ford, the largest Ford dealership in Baldwin, Wisconsin. Flagship Ford, where the cows are nervous. Flagship Ford, there is no ship, but we actually do literally have a flag. Awesome, huh? Read this. It's my favorite. Flagship Ford, white cars for... Oh, hell no, I'm not reading that. You've been day drinking again? Maybe. The point is, buying a car should be fun and make you giggle a little bit. This is a great store I'm really proud of. You can check us out at FlagshipFord.com or email me directly at Doug at FlagshipFord.com. FlagshipFord.com. Very good interview. Yeah, it's interesting because um, I remember when I was a kid, my parents would have, oh, oh no, so-and-so is going into the hospital. They have cancer. They're going to cut it out because that's what they always did mm-hmm. back in those days. Yeah, they, yep. cut it out. And remember, no, no, no. remember hearing they opened her up and she was full of cancer, so they just closed her oh, right yeah, back they closed again. Her, yeah, they remember used to those say that. days? Yep, I do. It's amazing how far we've come. I mean, mm-hmm. going through a cancer treatment still is pretty horrendous and awful and stressful, and I am terrified that I would ever have to go through it. But the people that I know that have survived terrible, terrible cancers, sometimes multiple cancers in the same person, it's amazing. Yeah. Well, it is amazing. And I remember even as like a little kid, you'd hear somebody being diagnosed with cancer. And my first thought was always like, well, they're yep. going to die they're soon. Dead. Like, they're dead. They're toast. Just, right. Yep. That's, and now it's like you almost expect people to live to a, at least a while. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. You hear, I, I, I knew this guy who um, had a colon cancer and oh, he's gonna they gave him six months to live he lived for like eight more years yeah you know after after that and it just that back in those days it just didn't happen it's like if you got diagnosed you were pretty much gone in a few years but um yeah it's that whole thing about the wigs i don't know what i would do if i was bald my sister-in-law bought a wig she did not know it was plastic oh hair or maybe she knew. Oh, it was plastic. She she opened up the oven. She was making something. Oh no! And the whole thing no. just kind of it just kind of crumpled or <laughs> singed up. <laughs> like, singed yeah. up. It didn't oh, start on no. fire, thank God. Yeah. But yeah, well, she had a couple of different wigs because she yeah she lost her hair. She had lymphoma and breast cancer at the same time. Yeah. At the same time, and she survived. And she's doing great. She's doing great. So I just, yeah, it's, it's a whole new world, but she had to be in the hospital like a week out of every month for six months to go through, um, that IV treatment Mm -hmm. and she had to go to the hospital for some reason. You always hear people going outpatient for that, but she had to actually go in and stay there, which was terrible. It's awful being in the hospital. And that was also during COVID and she obviously being compromised uh was it wasn't a good idea if she got covid but just the treatments today and my brother was in a clinical trial otherwise he probably wouldn't be here it's just it's astonishing and all of this is because of research no it is there's no question now the good the big question now is why is everybody getting all these cancers 
You know, I'm and these sure aggressive cancers warming. showing up earlier. Yeah. I think it's something to do with our food chain, personally. I yeah. wouldn't doubt it. I mean, people are getting older. Yeah, I know, but this is, you know, look at, know, look at Vince Flynn. He was in his 40s yeah, when he got he sure a, aggressive. And he was healthy. He exercised. Ate right. Ate right. He did everything right. Yeah. I'm sure he was stressed out as hell because he was, you know, in that realm. But. Yeah, you know, he didn't survive. He had the best care in the world. He didn't survive, what, three years after yeah. his diagnosis? No, not even three years, I don't yeah. think. Yeah, it was tragic. It was indeed. I do miss Vince all the time. He's a, he's a damn good friend. No yeah. doubt about that. Unfortunately, the situation, um, uh, what are you going to do? Uh, yeah, the, the whole cancer deal. Now, is melanoma cancer or is it something that can yes, turn into time. cancer? It's yeah. It's skin cancer. Tom, right? You yeah. had a melanoma. I know, but I don't know what it is. I got it cut out, right? You here, don't know you know. what it is, even though you had I don't one. Know. It was a little bump. And they told you melanoma is cancer. They did. <laughs> it's the worst skin cancer you can get. There's several kinds. Sure. Yours was not good. No. Yeah. But well, maybe it's... that helped you out when you're not sending your body into freak out mode because yes. you didn't know how See? bad it was. You just kind of calmly, you know, get Touchdown. a little snipped out and. There you go. That's very. Yeah, I'm not that's... saying that's scientifically proven, but it's got a power of positive. <laughs> well, thinking. thank you. Yeah. Thank you so much. That for might that. be helpful. Yeah. No question about it. I remember it. your Art. mother. I, I don't know. It might be in the Bernard Jean pool. She had her gallbladder out, and she told me she had her liver out. I'm like, no, I don't you think need you that. had your liver out. <laughs> no, you need that. I swear it's my liver. I'm like, mm, that would be a transplant. <laughs> don't don't tell her about her body. <laughs> don't tell me about she my body. One of your beeswax, damn it. So I never I heard say. of a gallbladder till I had it out. I'm like, okay. <laughs> oh, well. <laughs> Well, this is this is interesting for the Edina uh, public school system. Well, what happened mm -hmm. now? Three public schools in Edina and the community center were closed today in response to what the district superintendent said were voicemail messages that posed a potential safety threat. The situation follows the arrest and charging of a 17-year-old from Minneapolis who was accused of posting an online video of himself displaying a gun Thursday night. Accused of? He did. Yeah, <laughs> yeah he definitely did. Yes, he he is did true. it. Can't confirm. Uh, outside Edina High School, uh, making a vulgar threat. That incident prompted the high school and adjoining Valley View Middle School to shift to online-only instruction on Friday. An automated district-wide phone alert from Superintendent Stacy Stanley went out at about 8.55 in the morning today, notifying staff and student families about two concerning messages left on the voicemail in uh, Normandale Elementary School. That's what you want to do is threaten elementary what children. What is right. with these people? I don't know. I don't no. get it. I don't even understand this. This It was a 17 or 18-year-old guy that, that posted. Yeah. Uh, why? Why do you go in front of a school and make a video saying you're going to go shoot people in the school? Why do you do this? I think you you convince yourself you're a tough guy. Is it an initiation thing? What is it? It could be a lot of things. I mean, if it was something where he actually had the intent of doing it and thinking that he's just going to be brazen to get away with it, it could be he just wants attention. Like, yeah, there's yeah, true. There's a lot of things, but yeah, something's not right with the kid that's going in posting those videos. So you can't even go to elementary school anymore without threats. It's really scary. I mean, what the hell happened to us? And is he dying or? Was are they one of the towns that's getting rid of like their? I think they all have to. They all have to security because they're like the. It's a it's a state law that now? we they can't have them. Oh, okay. Oh, of course it is. They're all now outside, like watching the perimeter. I believe. If Who's I'm supposed to protect the children? I don't know. And Waltz doesn't give a flying fig. Oh, he he won't even call himself. a special session to uh, to address this because the schools are very upset about this. Mm -hmm. A lot of schools are upset about this. Because they're like, who's going to break up the fights? Oh, violence interrupters. Mm -hmm. Violence interrupters? And they're going to send oh, okay. yeah, this kind of, I, God knows. I just really, I have no idea what's going on anymore. I mean, I never, we never had cops in our schools. We had one, but he never did anything because nothing ever happened. We never, ever had cops. In, we didn't need cops in our schools. We didn't have people doing anything to anybody. Mm. The worst thing you saw was a couple of swing and misses, you know, yeah. in, in, the, mm -hmm. right. in, the, in a football 
game or something. Nobody was beating each other up. It just wasn't like that back then. Oh, yeah. There were no, or if there were fights, it was a fist fight. One person loses, fight's over. Nobody cares. It wasn't, okay, well, now there's a shooting. Now there's a retaliatory yep. fight later or anything like that. Well, so, yeah. yeah. Escalating or a things. small or a small skirmish starts into a, a riot in the school yeah. that everybody joins yeah. in because yep. it's like, what the heck? I don't, I don't know. I don't know what the answer is, but if you know they think that not having police will keep certain people from being triggered, I guess maybe that's helpful. I don't know. It's not we'll working, though. People are getting their asses handed to them because there aren't any police out there anymore. Minneapolis got a huge cop problem. A bunch more of them quit. We, we hardly don't have any blame police. Them. I don't either. No. Being treated like dirt. I've never met Walls, and I know Walls, but he just gives me the impression everything's about him. Oh, yeah. this is all about him yeah. climbing the political yeah. oh, no doubt about it. ladder. Hey. This is all what this is. And Minnesota is a <clears throat> fabulous jumping-off spot for any Democrat because they're yeah. getting so much of the progressive left agendas passed without anybody being able to oppose it or talk about mm -hmm. it. They just do it. We look like the shining beacon of light for the progressive left. So they're going to be touted as look what they got done in minnesota and it's like right. well there's nobody to talk to and they there's just no ram opposition. it through there's, yeah, no, there's no opposition, opposition i guess amy message. klobuchar she is going to be running unopposed right she's unopposed yep so does she even have to run if there's nobody running against her why can't she just stay mm -hmm. in office as a legacy i think you got to be senator. voted back in you have to be voted <clears throat> back so. in you do have to be voted back even if in, there's nobody yeah. running I so guess. you get three votes. She's she wins. And it's one vote, I suppose. She and then for also, herself. if she's <laughs> yeah, right, if she if she's running unopposed, is she still like raising money for herself and her oh, campaign? Oh, I'm sure like, she is. That. Like, what, well, do we remember, don't need to donate it anymore. It costs fourteen thousand dollars a day in fundraising to keep a senator in office. Fourteen thousand dollars a day has to be raised to keep a senator in office. Yeah. So if, they're spending seventy-five percent of their time fundraising that's a half a million yeah. bucks a month 25 percent of their time is actually doing any work right most of it is fundraising <laughs> what how did we get here honest to god remember when people actually wanted to serve the community instead of make millions well i guess when it turned into you know everything's corrupt and there's way more money to be made doing that <laughs> And it's easy money, and you're in for life. I, yeah, and you're in yeah. for life. Well, in the I'm stuff. sure that's a very attractive thing for a lot of people. Yeah, well, and especially because I feel like back in the day before social media, you never really realized, like, how much money politicians made. Well, and the fact that now, they get to keep it? Yeah. And that you, was the, yeah, what killed do. me. Is I they was like, what do you mean it. they get to keep it? Doesn't it go back into, like, helping people or right. into the party coffers to bring people up I, I just was i couldn't believe that they just get to keep it so if i raise 10 million dollars and i only spend two million dollars on my campaign and i just drop out i get to keep eight million dollars right and, and then it's worth even just like running city council people are still making tons of money so you'll get people that aren't really interested in the politics right. but they're like well i can make money doing this yeah. so i'll yeah let's throw my name in the hat absolutely maybe i should run for governor maybe you should because everybody, there's not everybody. I shouldn't. Not say of this not state. Even don't don't even. You want to be governor of this no, state? Yeah, I'd no. be very popular governor. <laughs> no, because if you don't just kiss ass and say yes to everything, they'll yeah. they'll go after you. <clears throat> you can't really Your picture me kissing a lot over. of ass, honey. Is that what no. you're saying? No. No. Yeah, I'm not really much of an ass kisser. No. That's very. This true. would not be a good state for you. Which, by the way, that's caused me trouble in Minnesota my whole life. Yep, they the like the they like the butt kissers here. They like the butt kissers <laughs> and people that stab you in the back. They love that, mm. which I've never understood. Yeah, Please stab me in the front. You know what I mean? So right. I can fight back. That'd be good, right? Yes. There's another thing apparently that's wrong with Minnesota, ladies and gentlemen. Her family has ties to the man who created the Minnesota State Seal. Now she'll help change it. Kate Bean is one of 13 people who will approve the design of a new state flag and seal by Jen. Oh, we're changing the state flag too? Well, the flag but is just, just a seal yeah. on the blue. Oh, that's all it is, yeah. a seal. I don't even know what the hell it is. I have no idea. Kate Bean understands better than most that history is messy. She has a doctorate in American studies and spent years as director of Native American initiatives for the Minnesota Historical Society. A Dakota woman, Bean also dug into her own family history for her thesis project, including her connection to Seth Eastman, the U.S. Army captain and painter who drew the controversial image 
that would eventually become Minnesota State Seal. I didn't know it was controversial. I'm, it, I everything. doubt it's controversial. Isn't everything controversial? There's nothing that isn't. Yeah, the media no. can just call it controversial. Yeah, if, and if there's anything over you know five minutes old, it's controversial. Yep. yep. Well, see if I can find why they think it's controversial. That's the along with the state flag. Well, isn't it somebody pushing uh, a plow? Uh, yeah, it's a guy pushing yeah. a plow and then another guy riding a horse. Are any of the people black? Uh, I don't think you can tell. All right, well, then it's probably I think it looks like it's, it's a white guy pushing <laughs> a plow and an Indian riding a horse. But the white guy who's pushing the plow, his grandpa probably said something inappropriate yeah. once upon a time, <laughs> yeah. and then, so we got to change it up. Yeah, like, yep, yep. That seal, along with the state flag, will soon get a new look thanks to the state em, uh, emblems redesign commission. Of course, I wonder it was. how much state... that cost. How many <laughs> billions was that worth? How about exactly. we just get rid of the state seal altogether and whatever and money was going I'm gonna into hire, that? Yeah. I'm going to hire Fawn to redo this this the flag. I'll give her a million dollars. One of 13 voting members of that group, Bean, knew the process would inevitably touch on her own complicated family story. I spent a lot of years researching and documenting (sighs) that history. I'm sorry. Why is it about her? I don't know. Why do we give a shit about one person when it's the flag for the whole state? Why is her story so interesting? I'm sorry. I'm so I'm tired of that. One person, mm-hmm. oh my journey and oh my past. Oh, my oh everything has to change because of my journey and we all oh, oh you poor thing. Yeah, you you're are right. very important. And oh my god, I'm so sick of that. Mm-hmm. The one story changes everybody's narrative forever. Yep. I'm trying to find why this is controversial and it doesn't really say the commission was created by a legislature last session to re- oh that's we're on to that. Seth Eastman was commissioned by territorial delegate Henry Sibley. Didn't they already take his name off the high school? I don't know. Uh, I'll say, I try is to not pay no attention to anything. I don't anymore. think it is. Andy, do you know if Henry Sibley's still the name of that high school? I don't even know what school you're you never knew about. who Henry it's Sibley in was it's in the Saint first Paul. place. No. <clears throat> He's a territorial uh, delegate. No, it is now called Two Rivers High School. That's what ah. I thought. They changed the name of it. Okay, so he must have been <clears throat> a bad, bad, bad man. He yes. was a bad Sibley. He was a bad man. <laughs> Uh, they wanted to prove upon some sketches for the uh, state seal. When Sibley became governor, he bypassed the legislature to create a version of the seal largely adapted from Eastman's drawing, said Bill Convery, director of research. The seal was placed prominently in the center of the state's flag when it was created in 1893. The image shows a Native American man retreating on horseback into the background. I thought he was... Retreating? He's not retreating. He's, He's not just riding retreating. a horse. He's riding a horse, isn't he? I'm tired. Retreating into the background while a white man plows the field in the foreground with rifle and axe. They mean rifle. I think they mean rifle, yes. I think they mean rifle uh, and axe nearby. What? How is that controversial? And also, wouldn't it be more controversial if, like, the Indian guy was the one doing the manual labor while the white well, guy was just definitely on the horse? Exactly. Call that exactly. Right. That would yes. definitely right. be racist. Yeah, sorry, I mean, we had, so we had, we had no. trapping and lumber and agriculture yep. that's the, that was minnesota. that's why that was minnesota, minnesota yeah. is here right and if anything you're going to update the seal just because like we're not trapping anymore like yeah. just but modernize it a little bit put somebody scrolling through tiktok on there and <laughs> yeah really that's probably what's gonna like, be like there's i don't know there's it's making a big deal out of something that really nobody <sighs> was like making a big deal out of i just think that our state has just so much money to piss away that they're just mm-hmm. looking for things to piss it away on well this is the kind of thing that they can all pat each other on the back for being so sensitive and intelligent and enlightened for right, right. ultimately it changes nothing it helps no one right. but it's no. very visible and it allows them to say look what I yeah i just i just got a neighborhood alert from my ring my, my ring app my, your, your for some doorbell. reason yep. yeah oh oh bredesen parks i'm like oh my gosh that's really close to our house i look at it there's an algae bloom oh, no. <laughs> there's an algae bloom in the pond well you should be scared i'm like i got an alert over an al- <clears throat> this is the world <clears throat> we live in now yeah oh an alert oh algae mm. okay <laughs> i just found out what this is all about Seth Eastman's second wife, Mary, he was married to a woman named Stand Sacred. She was a Native American woman. It doesn't say what happened to her. But then he got married again later on, and East Seth Eastman's second wife, Mary Eastman, made the intent of the imagery clear. So she made the intent of the imagery clear when she wrote, Give way, give way, young warrior, thou and thy steed give way. The rocky bluff and prairie land, the white man claims them now. 
So this is about, all about what some honky woman wrote. Well, Who cares? Was she white, though? I've never even heard of that. For, well, I've never even heard said, of Seth Eastman. Why do we give a shit about oh, stuff that happened a hun- hundred plus years ago? If you have to over-explain why everybody's yeah. offended, yeah, then probably go. not anybody is offended. Like you Walking down the street, nobody's crying about why the state seal is the state seal. Like I said, they've just got more money than cents. Yep. Well, this is something I've always criticized Catherine about. <laughs> An implied celebration of manifest destiny. Yeah. Way to go, I Catherine. You do, do that a lot. <laughs> you do that a lot. <laughs> yeah, no. I just, I, you know what? Did, I suppose there were probably white people back in the day pissed off because he put an Indian on the flag. I wouldn't doubt yeah, it. Probably. I think they were Nobody's living, they ever were living, happy. Uh, no. Did we have a big Native American uh, skirmish in Minnesota? I don't think we ever did. Uh, maybe on and off. I don't know. I have yeah. no idea. I, I just, know the Dakotas there was, <clears throat> definitely. But yeah, I don't know if in yeah. Minnesota everybody was fighting each other here. I don't think we got any Civil War action up here. I don't think. You know, we were pretty removed from a lot of that stuff. Well, the number one best thing about that there for me is... There's enough people here to worry about. I don't give a rat's ass about flags or seals. I can no. do whatever they want. I like, couldn't care less. I, I couldn't have described the seal of Minnesota until just now. Yeah. Well, I knew... No, exactly. I mean, I've, I've definitely blue. seen it, and I knew that there was a plow. I knew it was blue, and there was some crap in yeah. the middle. Yeah. <laughs> they, I thought there was a sunset. I, I thought yeah, there was maybe nice. a sunset or something in there. Too, uh, yeah, I, I believe know. the sun is setting. Yeah, no, there you no. go. Next is time, it? next time they are debating on, hey, should we do something like the seal or rename something? They should mm-hmm. just list everything that's wrong with the state that needs to be addressed. Yes. And then there if we the go. seal isn't up in like the top ten, let's hey. address some of the stuff up here That'd before. Be good. We get down I think they here. should just put a QR code on there, right. and we can just scan what's wrong <laughs> today. What is wrong today? Yeah. What are you doing wrong uh, today? There we go. That would be a good Minnesota flag. Just a QR it, code of complaints. Why do you think it is that Minnesota <laughs> loves to lead this country in pissing and moaning? God, we love to whine. Because that's just what the fat, that's just our, gen, this is the generation. Yeah. This is this generation. Yep. Mm-hmm. Complain about everything. And then we complain yep. about, you know, meaningless stuff more or less about like the stuff seal for the flag mm-hmm. and then we wonder why other parts of the country treat us as like flyover country and not necessarily oh, yeah, as important do. it's like we'll take ourselves more seriously a little bit first before you try to get mad at everybody else yeah we slid into third now in state taxes so that's good yeah. Yeah. do you see what new york state tax is on no. income no new york state tax on income 15.2 percent Ouch! holy god ow you know, so the, and their their sales taxes. Uh, we're going to ten percent in uh, yeah. St. Paul, and yep. we'll soon follow that in Minneapolis. It is where nobody has any money anymore. Where are they going to get all this money? Like I said, they're out of touch. They have no idea what what everyday people have to spend just to live. I mean, the grocery store is a sticker shock every single time. It Rent, is, yeah. mm-hmm. houses, everything is just so flippin' expensive. I don't know. They, I just, because government people have tons and tons and tons of money, mountains of money. Apparently, they don't know what it's like to be an average, everyday working no, person. They don't. they don't. They have no idea, and they don't care either. I think I'm very lucky in the fact that I grew up where I grew up because everybody they talk about was in my crowd. As a matter of fact, that day we thought we had picked up that case of flares on the railroad yard, and it turned <laughs> out to be dynamite. <laughs> there were. Like there two. would maybe be a case of negligence on the part of so. the it was just, it was railroad at, yeah. was having yeah. dynamite laying around. It was just sitting next to the little, That's pan, just, you know, yeah. little rail house or whatever. Yeah, where anybody called. could walk up and take it. I, anybody. You, well, yeah, I don't think you're supposed to be on the railroad yard. I know, but yeah, anybody no, could take it. I'm sure you were it. probably breaking a couple rules, <laughs> but yeah, they should have been more careful as well. It's true. I mean, did you break in through a fence? No. Or you just no. could walk up. You, you're See, not that is to walk negligent. railroad yard, yeah. though. I would say that's negligence. But yeah, there was Benny Crushon, who was black, Ronald Cloud, who was Native American. There were a couple of, like, Chucky Gleason and me, a couple of honkies. So you were in the United Colors of Benetton. Bringing dynamite back to the school. <laughs> Which we thought was railroad flares. Jeez. Why wouldn't that be on the box, by it's the way? It's a really good thing you didn't light one off. Yeah, that's oh, God. that would have been a disaster. Yeah. Yeah, that would not have been good. That yeah. would not have been good. Because you'd assume because it had a fuse that oh the flare has a fuse. Okay, no big deal. Right. And like it 
the dynamite I'm assuming wasn't like your cartoon. It says TNT, the red it, stick. No, no it was just, just yeah. it was. A, it looked like a, a flare. That's what it looked like. But I, I do remember the sergeant, Sergeant Savani, started crying. He said, "You came so close to death, you don't even know." Because it's really unstable. That stuff is very unstable. Mm-hmm. Anyway. It is dynamite. Is oh that kind of dynamite is. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And yeah. depending on how old it is, yep. it's well dynamite is just um, basically gauze soaked in nitroglycerin. Oh, <laughs> so it's a bomb. So hey, look at what we. Yeah. So yeah. <laughs> so how much damage would one stick of dynamite do? Oh, a what lot. Would you, could you blow up a whole house? What would? Uh, what probably would it do? destroy a house. You wouldn't like obliterate it or anything. Oh, okay. Let's see, blast radius of a stick of dynamite. <laughs> <laughs> these are things we need to know. Well, right. These were put on the, a watch list. <laughs> these were like short, like flares. So they, because oh. I don't think they'd use a whole stick of dynamite to blow up anything in a railroad yard. Well, no, they were probably oh, actually were like doing? blasting charges or something. Yeah, I, I doubt I, they I were literally just right. using dynamite well, like it was the a, 1800s. Yeah. Why would yeah. they have it at a railroad yard anyway? You run over it. Why? What? It, what? You run over the dynamite and it lets you know that you're. Within a hundred yards, or so. I don't know. Oh, that's not dynamite at all. Those are like signaling charges. Well, this was dynamite. Well, then it's not something you run over. I can well, tell I you that know. much. Well, I don't know what the hell it is. I think your boy, your buddy's oh, not happy. Oh, he wants to come in and see Judy. Judy. I'm sure he does. Well, we only got we only got about seven minutes to go, so he can come in if he wants. I don't care. Well, the blast radius of a stick of dynamite is six blocks. Holy oh, God! Yeah. So yeah, it would destroy a house. So yeah, there would probably be no Tom Bernard show today. <laughs> no. Those were flames. I mean, if you're six blocks away, it. you're not going to die. You're going to feel it, but you're not going to die. Well, that's a long way. Yeah. <laughs> Yes, it is. It's a very long way. Not good. No wonder he started crying. I don't know how many sticks of dynamite were in there, but there were a lot. That yeah. thing would have probably blown about seven miles. Good God. Yikes. I'm glad I lived through that. I'm here to tell you. Some poor decision making. <laughs> what, what? We were having fun. Part. We thought it was flares. Oh, yeah. Well, you still know? stole something, no matter what it was. We borrowed it. We were no, going to bring it back. Sure. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You're not buying that? No. Well, it did get brought back, though. The cops brought it back to the railroad yard. And told them to maybe lock this yeah, stuff Yeah, maybe you should up. lock yeah. this maybe stuff up. Should. What do you say? Yeah. It was a different world back then. I, I, and I'm very serious about that. It was a totally different world back then. It just. It was. People acted different. They mm-hmm. thought they could. What, that the world was different? Shut up. What about that action? Mm. Take that home with you. All right, what else? Anything else? We only got about five minutes left. Is so anything else in the news we should talk about? The news? Did, no, never. Did you see the, never, yeah. the Brooklyn, I think it was a couple that got arrested because some kids, they ran a daycare and some kids got into some coke that was laced with fentanyl. Fentanyl. Oh. Yeah. So it sounds like they Where got, is this? It's in Brooklyn. Brooklyn. And it was a honest to God, Catherine. This is not. I'm, we're not making this up. It was a daycare center slash drug dealer den. Yeah, yeah. Sounds they were about dealing right. cocaine right out of the daycare. Yeah, so they're getting charged <laughs> with a, an array of stuff. But yeah, even yeah. like including murder. So it's, they've been they arrested. The kid, and, yeah. Yeah. But yeah, you know, I just <laughs> what is wrong with people? Happy. Okay, just let him in. Yeah, just let him in. He can come in. With less, he's very upset that he can't see Judy. They sing Bop Bop, I'm pretty sure. Bop Bop's yeah, here. Come on in. Bop Bop. We're almost done. We're almost done. Five minutes. You can sit with Bop Bop. Here he comes. Here he comes. Judy. Judy. Loves Judy so much. He's coming in. Hi. He's you got your bluey in. shirt on today? Do you have bluey on your shirt? Bluey. Judy. 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 He's telling you, Tevin, that that's Jude. I'm... That's all right. We can use a little air filter. Oh yeah, any button, you know, at this age, any button, any dial, he does like to turn dials. It's true. It's keeping him amused. So right, yeah, (laughs) yeah. (laughs) He starts laughing. You like that? You like turning on the air filter? Oh, screwdriver. He's got a screwdriver. Probably not the screwdriver. Everybody run. Maybe not the screwdriver. In oh, now case. he's got uh, Lysol. <laughs> well, we could wrap up the show. It's only I think three we should probably wrap anyway. up the show. <laughs> we, got, yeah, we could probably do that. Ethan's in here. We, we better got, go. We got Ethan in here stirring the pot. Oh, oh yes. he's going to pet Be very Judy nice. Now. Gentle touch. Gentle. Yes, I know. 
Thank you. He's my dog. See, I know this. He's mansplaining to me. I'm the one that introduced you to Jude. Yeah. You know what I love about this, though? The fact that I do talk about the family a lot on the show, this show, and the morning show, and all the rest of it. Oh, that's cute. And for them to come in like this, it just proved that we're a very, very close family. We just Mm -hmm. are. There's no question about it. Judy getting kisses. Judy getting kisses. Judy's like, I'm getting out of here. (laughs) Uh, I don't like it, too. I don't know. You know, he might. Right now, he's nice, but he might pinch me. Uh, right. Oh, and that he, was when I was growing up. My little sister would put like our yeah. cat in a chokehold, essentially, oh, like drag her around the house. Like animals are very tolerant of little kids. They are. See, Jude, this is a very good. Jude looks right like you're standing on his tail right now, honey. Right on his tail. Oh, and a hug. Okay, standing on his tail and a hug. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so basically, here's what we're going to leave you with. Uh, I do talk about this on the show quite a bit, as a matter of fact. You're having a terrible day. People are treating you I like crap, you. and everything's horrible. Just remember your family, and you'll be happy again. As long as you get the family, you're good to go. Right? Most of oh, the no, time. Oh, you turned it off? <laughs> Judy. Don't. You just got away from him. Oh, never mind. Well, we got to go anyway. We'll talk to you tomorrow. Thanks. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah.